Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Hello ladies and uh, gentlemen and welcome to another Digital Citizen. My name is Sebra uh, One Helsing and with me I have Luke. Hi Luke. Hi, how's it going? It's going okay. Hi Fro, hi everybody. Or I mean hi Van Helsing, hi everybody. Yes, Sebra One Helsing, thank you. Oh. Um, why do I uh, use that name you ask? Uh -huh. Well, that is the name I use when I fuck with scammers that uh, have sent me marriage proposals to my mail. Oh, okay. Yes. So, I, I've i gotten uh, Hi, I'm in the Nigerian princess <laughs> mail. That's a, that's a change. Not a yes. big change, but it's a change. No, no. And uh, they want to know my name and things like that. So I went, uh, Zebra and Helsing, I live in Transylvania, and I'm a vampire hunter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was going to say, if you're, you mu you're not trying to, like, hide that it's a fake name, clearly, because Van no. Helsing is very clearly, like, a reference, right? Right, right, yeah. right. And Zebra is kind of like, I just, I just picked a random animal. But I'm spelling oh, it. Oh, zebra. Okay, I thought you said yes. zebra is what it sounded like you said, but okay. Oh, no, zebra. Right. Like the animal. Right. Yes. And uh, But I spell it with two E's and two A's. <laughs> and and space between. So my first name is C, and my second name is Bra. <laughs> could, that, yep. could that be confused for a Norwegian name if you... Didn't know what you were looking at, no. though? Right, I, I was going Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not at all. So, th this is what I do when I have <laughs> less to do. <laughs> I just don't open I, those I, emails, is what I do, but okay. <laughs> I find it funny, because I'm wasting their time. Sure, yeah, it is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's good to have power again, but holy fuck, what a week, and... What the story I have about the power. So last week, I recorded from my bedroom for people that didn't listen Oh, that to was last week. Right, okay, yeah. I was wondering was if we talked yes. about it on the show last week, but we did, yeah, totally. Uh, we, <laughs> we definitely did. <laughs> yes. Um, so, okay. So that was Wednesday. Thursday, uh, there was an electrician here and said, Hey, there's something wrong with your cabinet, uh, where uh, the screws and things like that is. Okay. So my dad decided instead of like trying to fix all those stuff, uh, he would just switch out the whole board for uh, what we in Norway call forever fuses. So okay. a modern cabinet where you don't have to like screw out and in and like shift. A breaker box. Yes, a breaker box. Okay, thank you. It's called a forever fuse in Norway. Well, I think 
a breaker box is the box. A fuse is the thing right. that goes inside the box. So right. uh, either one's a breaker box. It's just a newer version of a breaker box. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, so that was uh, decided on uh, Thursday, yes. Uh, and uh, the electrician would come on Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning, I got up Uh I was very tired because uh, I was a little up late. I was talking to you, I think, uh, the day before, on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, they come and fix the cabinet. And I think, okay, everything is going to be okay. Uh, it has been power on, power off, power on, power off for a huge deal of uh, the week. Uh, he, he fixes the fuses, he, he goes around in the apartment, really like uh, outlet, and um, I go uh, and see something with my dad on Tuesday night. So um, I went to bed pretty late, and in my bedroom there's a light above um, my bed that I always turn off, because, uh, turn on, sorry. When I go to bed, because I want to see where I step inside my bedroom. Um, so I turn that on, and all the electricity goes off. And I go, fuck this shit. So I walk stressfully out to the new outlet. I turn the power, uh, I turn the fuse back on, and I go back and try to turn, turn the power uh, light on. And the fuse goes off again. Yeah, you're using too so, much power, clearly. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that that wasn't the fault. <laughs> I will tell you the fault. So uh, my dad says, hey, uh, just turn that uh, uh, circle off that points to your bedroom and go to bed. And I did that, and he said, I will call the electrician and get him to see you to today. So today the electrician come, uh, goes up in uh, my bedroom and looks at the, uh, the light and says, Hey, this is very weird. Half of your electricity doesn't go to the lamp. And he goes, hmm, that's very weird. And I go, hmm, that's very weird. So he tr uh, switches the lamp because he was sure it was the lamp's fault. Still the same problem. And uh, then he goes inside of my, uh, from the switch to the lamp, there's a in, built-in, like, uh, power cord, right, in, in, inside of the roof and the, the wall. And uh, whoever have had that inside uh, uh, the wall hasn't used one consistent... Uh, power, but they have used two, and instead of like cubing it together, they have just laid it there, twin it together. So every time I turn the switch on and off, the electricity has gone off in my fucking wall. It could start a fire there because it's been like touching each other, like from tip to tip. Huh, okay. How fucking stupid is that? I don't really understand what you're talking about, but it sounds bad, whatever it is. Like, fuses uh, uh, are, are, like, 
intertwined together instead of like having one consistent uh, 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 lightning cable. They've cut it, uh, have two different ones, one black and one white, and put it together instead of like having one. Oh, they just attach two two wires together. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Inside of the wall. Sure. Without yeah. having any protection. Uh, yeah, yeah that's not good. Uh. No. <laughs> that's not good. But you also, like, you're wiring, you had a fuse box that was like a screw-in fuse box, so I'm not surprised that yeah. the wiring is not up to date either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Uh, so, now today he, he's uh, fixed all of that, and I just pray to uh, powers that I don't believe in that uh, everything will be okay, because now I'm a little tired of having electricity problems. Uh... It sounds like probably the whole building has that kind of wiring and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, and that, yeah. Yeah. that could end up being an issue even just for, even if you fix your apartment, the rest of the building is attached to the same I power know. circuit or, or yeah. the same power system. So uh, yeah. even if you fix yours, it, that could eventually, not right now, but you know, it, that could be a problem, Gosh. but yeah. hopefully it all works out. I mean, power is... Power yeah. something you need, kind of, especially in 2021. I don't, I don't know if people understand how stressed I get out of this. Like, I get very stressed for very, very, very small things, and especially when, when people, when it comes to things I can't fix myself, like a plumber, I can always understand that. But electricity, I can't do anything with because guess what? I don't want to burn myself to death. <laughs> so, I don't really feel comfortable doing anything about it. Uh, it's probably a good idea. If you don't... I think a general rule is if you don't have... If you don't know what you're doing with electrical yeah. something... Don't. If, don't, yeah. If, if, <laughs> if you have a lamp and the cord gets cut and you don't know what you're doing, don't mess with the death cord. I, I think that's actually what they call it, it, is a death cord, because it literally is a death cord if you touch the two ends. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, how's your week been? It's all right. Um, yesterday, I, I, yesterday, I was, you know, I like to support local businesses usually from, you know, it's a good thing mm -hmm. to like, especially if it's somebody like, you know, or whatever, like you, you go to that store all the time and you're like, uh, you kind of get to know the people or whatever. There's this mm. store that I went to, I, it's not, it's a, it's a, I'm not going to say anything like what it is or anything like that, but it's a, it's the kind of place that's kind of, you only go there maybe once, twice, three times a year. You know, I've probably been there 10 times in the last two years, something like that. It's like a place where you, it's a specialized place where you only go there when you need something specific, right? Uh, mm. You could also go to, like, a big box store, you know, like a Walmart or something. They'd have these things, okay? But I wanted to support a local business, you know what I mean? So I, I've, right. every time I go to this one store, I find myself leaving angry, frustrated, and just <laughs> filled with anxiety, you know what I mean? <laughs> and but I still want to go there and help support like support the local business and everything. Uh, but right. I think this week I went there, and 
I, I've, like I said, I've probably been there ten times in the last two years, something like that. Uh, and I, I just had the last straw uh, going there this week, and I was just like, I feel bad that I, in my mind I'm going, I'm never going back to the store ever again. But at the same time, I'm going, I still want to support, I don't want to go to like the, I don't want to go to Walmart, I don't want to go to the big box store and, and give them right. my money, but I also don't want to have to leave every time I leave to get a specific item, have like intense anxiety that I have to like deal with for the next three hours. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. which is better having to deal with anxiety or supporting a local business, not supporting like a huge corporation. <laughs> I don't know. I it's, it's a moral dilemma that I'm dealing with this week. Oh yeah. I have, I have one kind of, uh, Thing there, uh, I had a place where I fix my shoes in town. Oh, okay. And and the guy that runs it was a total jerk. And I went there for years and years and years. And uh, then he died, and his son took over, and his son was even a bigger fucking jerk. So I decided, nope, I'm going to <laughs> the big <laughs> big boys. Instead, I can't go here. I've looked into getting shoes fixed in America, and the cost of getting sho- your shoes fixed in America, like going to an actual mm. cobbler, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, a cobbler, yeah. It's, you know, might as well just pay to get new shoes in America. It's really not, like, the cost of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this was specialty shoes, yeah, yeah. Right, totally, okay. Uh, shoes I only use in the winter. Uh, right, well, I have some uh, really expensive, like, work yeah. boots that are, like, a few hundred dollars for the, you know, I wanted to get a little thing on the sole fixed. Uh, and yeah. I was like, should I, I went to, there was like one guy in the area that would fix shoes and it, the cost of how much he wanted to charge me compared to just buying a new pair of shoes was almost the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's go into the news. I don't really want to, but Hey, uh, that's part of our job on this podcast. <sighs> I mean, uh, it's not that exciting of a news week, so this should be pretty fast. Uh, well, the first news are pretty grim. I mean... Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I feel very sorry for people in India. It's like... It's... Uh, here in Norway, just before we go into it, it's like... Now it's more and more relaxed uh, COVID r- routines, and we have less and less people in the hospital... The curve is like really flattening fast, and in India, like 120 people are uh, are killed by COVID an hour. Like that's atrociously big numbers. I, I feel like from the beginning of this, we've kind of been like we got to keep an eye on India and make sure. Yeah, like yeah. As soon as it, yeah, uh, yeah. As soon as we saw like the numbers there not being as high as other places, we were like, as soon as it really hits India, shit is going to be bad. And I don't think people understand that. And it, I, I mean, it took a while, and maybe a a lot of it has to do with like the data. The data wasn't out yet, right? And maybe this is this is like we're getting the data now, maybe more than anything else, just because of like a lack of transparency from the country is my guess but it says a month after a second wave of uh, coronavirus infections in India the country is mired in grief it could be weeks even months before uh, the situation improves in India 
Uh, Tuesday, another grim milestone was crossed when 20 million cases have been registered of COVID-19 since the start of the pandemic. Uh, about 7 million uh, last month alone were confirmed in the country. Around 222,000 confirmed deaths in the country so far. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's so bad there. They're literally like burning bodies in the streets. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah and uh, I mean, it's just like I I saw pictures from this and I was like, holy shit, this is happening in 2021. It's like I, I got flashbacks to like uh, the war in Rwanda and things like that. I was like, it, it's atrocious that people have to be, like you said, burnt in the streets, bodies like burned in the streets. And a number of 120 people an hour, like I understand people don't really understand how many people that is, but and India is a huge fucking country with uh, uh, the biggest population in the world. And I remember like in the beginning, I said, look out for India numbers, look out for India numbers, look out for India numbers. And then we didn't hear anything. And I was like, I'm sure they're hiding something. I'm sure they're hiding something. And now, like, now we're seeing what we want would happen from the beginning. And there, and there's a whole other variant uh, going around in India that isn't uh, one of the other... It's not the original uh, COVID-19. It's not the UK variant or the Brazilian variant. Right. There's a whole other Indian variant. Indian variant, yeah. And the other big problem is... Uh, a lack of medicine and oxygen. Yep. Uh, um, yep. Oxygen's a huge thing, but it says here on Monday, Pfizer said it was in discussions with the Indian government to uh, expedite approval of its vaccine. Uh, India has received doses of the Rus- Russian Sputnik f- 5 vaccine over the weekend, uh, mm. but that vaccine is still also waiting approval. India is announcing fast-track approvals for Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and Moderna, but the two U.S. pharmaceutical giants haven't yet applied uh, for to for approval in the country. Right, and I think that's because of the variant. Then They don't really have a lot of data for the Indian virus. Well, I think they? also they're, they've just been taking care of other countries and not, right. are not as worried about India apparently probably because they can't make as much money there is my guess. Yeah, that's sadly, sadly that's the, uh, the truth. Uh, well, let's uh, ship over to another country with a prime minister that is a total jackass. Ultra uh, <laughs> prime minister backs down. Uh, well, he threatened people with jail if they traveled to India. That was very smart. No, traveled back from India. Oh, back from India, yeah, right. sorry. Uh, Australia's Prime Minister fended off accusations of racism uh, and having blood on his hands on Tuesday after he retreated from threats to jail Australians who are trying to leave COVID-wracked India. The Scott Morrison's government moved to ban travelers from India from entering Australia until May 15th, threatening threatening them with prison time. Amid a widespread backlash on Tuesday, he said it was highly unlikely... Australians who skirted the ban would be jailed. Okay. He says it's highly unlikely. So he's not saying it would happen. Highly unlikely, yeah. Right. Uh, 
Maybe in certain cases it could happen, I guess is what you're saying. I think the likelihood of any of that occurring is pretty much zero, is what he said on Tuesday. It says around 9,000 Australians are believed in believed to be in India currently, where hundreds of thousands of coronaviruses are being detected every day. Yeah, I, talk, I talked to my dad about it today, and I said, uh, India is maybe the country in the world I would at least like to be in right now. Well, I mean, they're calling it racist to not allow people back from India. I don't really... Th- they say it stinks of racism. I don't really see this as a race thing, no. necessarily. I don't think it was a race thing. I think it was more like, hey, we have been very, very good at locking down. Please don't come back here because guess what? Uh, we don't really want it to spread. I do see... When they say he has blood on his hands, I could see that maybe because if... Yeah. Australian citizens do die because they're not allowed to... Sure. But it seems like they should be allowed to come back and then quarantine for a number of weeks or whatever so that they can be sure. tested. Or, you know, there's there's ways to do it. Uh, even... It, this is another article that I saw earlier, I think a couple of days ago. Or it was on Saturday. Uh, U.S. also to restrict travel from India as first American COVID aid begins to arrive in the country... So on Friday, the Biden administration announced it would restrict travel from India to the U.S. as well. Right. Okay, right. so... Uh, I don't think it's racist, I guess is my point. Uh, I just think it's common sense to not allow, <laughs> to not have people traveling around from India, right? Right, yeah, no. I, I think it... Uh, uh, I didn't have anything to do with race. Is the Australian I, I Prime Minister a huge douchebag? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. He's a huge douchebag. Well, uh, talking about other douchebags, uh, the Florida go- governor, Ron... Uh, what is his last name? How do you DeSantis? DeSantis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lifts COVID restrictions statewide. That is very, very smart to do now. Yeah, you remember when, last time we did an interview with Ian the uh, Trump supporter. This was the mm. guy who he said was his pick for 2024 for running for president. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this guy, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, has suspended local COVID-19 emergency orders Monday and signed proposal a proposal lawmakers approved last week that limits the gover- government's ability to impose mask requirements and other social distancing measures. Okay. Uh, the legislation also makes it difficult for local governments to order measures such as wearing masks or place limits on businesses requiring emergencies or emer- emergency orders to narrowly be tailored. Uh, while the law DeSantis signed Monday goes into effect July 1st, the Republican governor said he would in- issue an executive order to move more quickly to enact some of these new laws. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's Florida, and they're like, we're done with these restrictions. The governor is like, we're not doing that anymore. I'm so shocked he is a Republican. And it's Florida. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm so shocked. Yeah, no, this is is a bad, bad, bad idea. DeSantis said the restrictions included in the bill are based on science and provide 
a roadmap for dealing with future health emergencies. What science? Pseudoscience? Is that science you use? Well, I, a lot of the people... Uh, people are talking now about... Uh, because of the amount of people who are vaccinated in America... Um, mm -hmm. Like wearing masks outside in like a park where it, it's not like a crowd. You're not like at a uh, flea market where there's people all over the place or anything outdoors. Mm. But like if you're just out in the park, like not really near anybody else and you're just going for a jog, you don't need to be wearing a mask, I guess, is like kind of people are saying that 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 is just a scientific fact now, uh, which I guess is that's what they're saying is true. But um I mean, I mean, what do you think about that? I'm mean, the idea of like scientifically, Bullshit. scientists are saying it's okay to not wear a mask outside. What this or that? You know, um, I think uh, I think it was internet today. I watched uh, and uh, I think Ricky said uh, that a. Uh, when the corona situation was over, he would still wear a mask just to be courteous to other people. And I thought to myself, like, that's a fucking good idea. <laughs> like, if 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 you like, if you have been vaccinated and and you feel safe, just wear the mask. It's not like it's going to kill you. If the anything, mask is never ever going to kill you. If anything. Uh, during like flu season, people should still be wearing yeah. masks because of flu season, right? Uh, yeah. Or, for instance, Japan, way before coronavirus, people were wearing yep. masks, right? And it was just a part of society, and it wasn't weird. Nobody was like, "Look at those weirdos over there in Japan." It was just like, "Oh, right. that's what people in Japan do. They wear masks to be courteous if they're if they have a sickness or if they think somebody else around them is sick, they wear a mask, right?" And it wasn't yep. like. In Japan, that's not uh, considered like what's a what's what do the Republicans call it like totalitarian or whatever mm -hmm. uh, to wear a mask. It was just like like you said, it's courteous to other people. <laughs> it's yeah. I, like it's it's some people see it as like the government imposing whatever on you, uh, mm. and I guess I could see that as like if you feel like it's being imposed on you being like, I don't want to do that because I feel like I'm being forced to do that. I understand that mm -hmm. feeling, I guess, but, um, I personally like wearing a mask in public cause it's, uh, I like the an anonymity of it. I like, uh, I like the feeling of just being able to like cruise around and if there was like somebody from high school, they wouldn't notice it was you and you won't have to stop and talk to them for five minutes, even though you barely remember them, that kind of thing. <laughs> hmm. You know, the, like, like I said, I mean, this in all seriousness, I just think that people should, uh, continue doing it. I see absolutely no problem in doing that whatsoever. I'm, I'm never ever going to, go out with a mask again and people can look at me funny but I, I just don't want to take the fucking risk I mean it may be in a number of years or whatever but right now sure. or in the next few years I don't see myself doing that for sure like no. and it, I, I can see people like 
even in two years, maybe people being like, look at that weirdo wearing a mask. And I'll still in my mind be like, is that, that what Japanese people say to each other? Like five years ago? <laughs> no, that's not what they said. So, uh, do you think, uh, Max has mask? Yeah, I, I bet she has to have a mask in court, right? Do you think it's made of, uh, human blood? Human blood. I don't know how you would make a mask out of human blood. Human skin, maybe. Human hair? Mm -hmm. Ew, gross. Human, human hair mask? Human hair. Mm-hmm. Jesse Max sitting there with a human hair mask wouldn't fucking surprise me. Uh, but yeah, uh, remember that she was going to have a trial in July? We talked about it last week, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Well, not any longer, because it's postponed until the fall. Uh, the July trial for Gisley Maxwell uh, added new charges that she aided her ex-boyfriend, Jeffrey Epstein, on sexual abuse of teenage girls. Uh, it has been The trial has been postponed to fall. Uh, the U.S. District Judge, Allison Nathan, said the delay of the trial scheduled for July 12th of a few months was reasonable as she directed defense lawyers and prosecutors to settle on a specific date. Uh, by next week, okay. Uh, the reason they uh, the reason for the delay is new charges in su superseding indictment added a fourth accuser and stretched the timeline of allegations from three years to a full decade. So yeah, I guess I can understand why they would move the. I think I even said that last week that more than likely it was going to get bumped because of the new charges. So mm -hmm. now it's just happened, yeah, it's and now we have to wait. <laughs> Till, uh, probably, uh, my guess is it won't be until next year until this trial actually happens. I'm I'm going to guess 2023. Wow, okay. Two years, all right. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, my personal guess because I... The, here, here, here's the thing that people don't understand and why this is good for her. The longer time it goes from her getting into jail to here having a court case, the more people fucking forget she's a predator. Well, yeah, the, uh, like the court of public opinion kind of thing, yeah. Yes, yes. Nobody will care about Max in two years other than you and me. <laughs> right, and like uh, yeah. a couple people on YouTube, yeah. Yes. Um, so this is, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm sure her lawyer is like, yes. I, I think that kind of been their plan the whole time is to try to uh, stretch stretch has. the whole thing out as long as possible, yeah. Remember, remember when they asked uh, for a delay? They have done that, like, ten times already. I, well, I think they know that the case is kind of... I don't want to say open and shut, but the case is pretty uh, solid. It is open and shut, yeah. It, it's pretty solid, and they know that, so they're buying time. Um, and this week they had complained that she's being not treated well in jail, that the guards are keeping her awake uh, at oh, night. No. They're waking Poor her lady. up specifically to make sure that she hasn't committed suicide. So because they're keeping way better eye on her than they did Epstein to like make sure she doesn't kill herself. The lawyers mm. are saying she's being treated badly in jail because they keep waking her up at night to make sure she's well, not dead. Right. But, uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Remember that me. Right. 
Uh, okay. Uh, we also talked uh, in the late of uh, the podcast. We also talked that oh, there's a uh, what do you call it break in, <laughs> not break in. <laughs> what do you call it when the police go? Oh, into raid. Your... They raided. Raid. Yeah, we talked about it in the news, I believe, last week. We, it was yeah. kind of like a afterthought because the news was happening as we were, uh, as we were on the podcast. So. But we have some right. more news about it. Uh, this all came out that Rudy Giuliani, the, this raid was happening, uh, and it had some kind of connection. They were raiding him because he had some kind of connection to the Ukraine, and that he had gone there to do yes. some dealings or something is what we had heard. Um, and that's why they had raided his house and taken, what, computers and other electronic devices. I mean that's uh, more or less uh, the thing we said that they they said oh, last I, week. Yeah, I thought it had to do with the Dominion stuff, right? That's what well, I had said, yes. which is different than the Ukraine stuff. But sure, yeah. Um, but now we're seeing the Washington Post, New York Times, and NBC have all issued corrections on stories regarding uh, Rudy Giuliani. The corrections are from a story that ran last Thursday and Friday and take rec- reports that the New York mayor, mayor had been warned by the FBI that he was the subject of a Russian operation to influence the American election. NBC's online correction on Saturday was the most extensive and required both the headline and the top uh, top uh, and the top of the story that ran the day early to be completely rewritten. The network said that it had been told about the briefing by a source familiar with the matter in quotes, but later learned from a second source that the briefing had only been prepared, but never delivered uh, to Giuliani. Uh, the story ran, uh, the Times story that ran last th- Thursday, followed up uh, on last week's raid of his home, was in broader focus, but included the FBI's report. Saturday's correction said that the article mi- misstated whether Giuliani had received the briefing. So, the big thing that they had reported here, Fro, was that uh, he went to the Ukraine after he had gotten this briefing from uh, the FBI saying, hey, there's a chance you're being used as a Russian Im- oper- operative to influence the election. They supposedly had told him that, and then he went to the Ukraine to have a meeting. And so these reports were saying uh, that was the reason he was rated is because of these dealings with Ukraine and that he knew that he was part of this Russian influence operation. And then they had to correct it and say, actually, uh, none of that is actually confirmed. Our sources, uh, it seems like what happened here is they all had the same source and nobody actually confirmed it. They all just were like, oh, that person said it. And then they went and confirmed it with the same person that say the New York times, the New York times confirmed it with one person uh, NBC saw the story, and then they went to the same person the New York Times did, and then confirmed it with that same person. Does that make sense? So there's only mm. really one source. They never had a second confirmation source. Hmm. That is what I call fake news. Uh, yeah, and I think the worst part is it's Giuliani, right? And this is going to give him ammunition right. to say that, to say fake news, and to say, hey, they lied yeah. about me, all this is lies. And then Trump can say, all oh, this is lies, and all of his supporters can say, look at all these 
lying newspapers, right? Which they already do. They already don't trust right. these newspapers, and now they just have a reason to not trust them even more. Here we go again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One can sing that song now. It kind of fits. Yeah. Um, do you remember the Steel dossier? I do. Yeah. We had it was found totally, out. Totally, totally real, wasn't it, Luke? Yeah, we had found out that it wasn't real. Yeah. In, what? In, really? Yeah, in the Mueller report, when they released some of the footnotes, remember? Af like, after the initial release, they released some additional footnotes, and in those footnotes, we found out that the dossier was not confirmed by the FBI as real. Right. Well, he produced a second unverified dossier on Trump while president. Uh, Christopher Steele produced a second FBI uh, dossier on Donald Trump while Donald Trump was in the White House. Uh, sources have told The Telegraph. Mr. Steele's filed a series of intelligence reports to U.S. authorities during the Trump presidency, uh, including information concerning alleged sexual exploits. Remember? Mm-hmm. PP tape. PP tapes. Uh, Mr. Steele's original <laughs> leaked dossier de detailed alleged uh, misconduct, conspiracy, and cooperation between Trump uh, and Vladimir Putin's government. Um, the emergence of a 35-page dossier mm. written between June and December 2016 did not appear to signal the end of uh, his working relationship with the FBI and continued after Mr. Trump's inauguration. The Telegraph understands that Mr. Steele, through a company, Orbis Business Intelligence, continued to supply raw intelligence to federal authorities in the U.S. even after Trump had been inaugurated. So when they say uh, he has been a source of information, they really mean, hey, guess what I made up? <laughs> the second dossier, here we go, contains raw intelligence that makes further claims of Russian meddling in the U.S. election and also references claims regarding the existence of a further sex tape. The second dossier is reliant <laughs> is reliant on separate sources to those who supplied information to the first uh, report. I think we should talk about the Trump news here. Uh, I think this fits in. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, this is stupid. And uh, while this is going on, uh, Trump has started a new blog. Right. Uh, remember, he was gonna do like a so he wanted to make his own like Twitter or something, and we were gonna yes. we called it Trumpster Fire, and we were like, it's gonna yes. be, it's gonna be like uh, Hawkeye, uh, <laughs> yes, the social media website. Yeah. Um, well, Donald Trump has launched a new blog Tuesday, so this isn't quite Twitter, fro. I don't think a blog is quite Twitter, but. Uh, to get his message well, out to users... according to the Pillow guy, uh, he made also a new Twitter, and that was a blog, so... And, well, it was a blog with, like, a video capability, at least. I don't even think this has <laughs> video capability. Um, uh, right, uh, he created this, uh, and it has been comp complicated by his bans from Facebook, Twitter, and other social media platforms. Right. The most major platforms prohibit users from circumventing their suspensions by turning... Alternative accounts to put posts. Right, okay. Now Trump has launched a web page making it easier for users uh, to see his remarks verbatim 
um, and then post those to Facebook and Twitter. So I think he created this so that his people who follow him can just take these posts off his website and then post them to their social media, which uh, I guess makes sense, but will that actually work, I sure. guess? I mean, it's just happening, so we'll see if it's going to work or not. But let's go let's go to this blog and see see what but it's all guess about. What, Luke? I never been there before and I this is the first time I will click this. So this is actually, Well, yeah, it started yesterday, so I'm not surprised. I'm a little excited. Uh, so uh, this is donaldjtrump.com. Uh yeah, well, if you go there and then you go to uh, sl- slash desk because this is it's called from the desk of Donald J Trump. Uh-huh. Uh, we so, believe in making America great again. Join us. Contribute. You can contribute. Uh, you want to be notified when President Trump sends a message? You can sign up. Cool. Where do you see? Oh, I see that. There, right there. Yeah, okay. It's got... Yeah, I mean, right here on the side, the first thing you can do is... You, there's three things you can do with these blog posts he's putting up. Uh, you can share it with Facebook, share it with Twitter, or you can like it. Is that what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. The heart, yeah. Right. Um, the last thing he posted was, like, an endorsement of some representative for GOP conference chair. He wrote something about Liz Cheney as a warmongering fool who has no business in the Republican Party. He posted that uh, earlier today. How much has he posted today, I guess? He posted one, two, three, four things already today. Uh, yeah. And... How many posts so far in this whole... Th- wow, there's a lot of posts. This there goes way back. a lot hmm. of posts. Okay. Uh, here, Here's a funny one. The Fruitland president election of 2020 will uh, be from this day forth known as the big lie. Uh, what Facebook, Twitter, and Google have done is a total disgrace and embarrassment to our country. Free speech has been taken away from the President of the United States because the radical left lunatics are afraid of the truth, but the truth will come out anyways, bigger and stronger than ever before. Oh, this is so amazing. The big I'm, strong uh, truth, bro. The big strong truth. It's uh, important. Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, makes me want to puke, but uh, it looks funny enough just like Fox News. So, um. <laughs> In this article, In it comments. says that uh, the Trump people are saying that this is just the start of his uh, com- online comeback, it says. One senior Trump advisor indicated this portal is the beginning of his online comeback. Okay, so this could just be the first step to whatever Trumpster fire we're going to see in the future. Uh, sadly, I think that's the next presidential election. Uh, talking about presidential election, uh, there's uh, another lady that we like to talk about. That is, uh, I, I almost said as bad as Trump. I didn't mean that because she, I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Uh, Hillary Clinton. I don't like her. Uh, uh, words of huge consequences if. if in Afghanistan, if true US, uh, U.S. troops withdraw, of course she's going to warn about this warmonger. 
Uh, U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has warned huge consequences of President Joe Biden's decision to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. Uh, the U.S. aims to complete its withdrawal by September 11th, which we talked about. Uh, Mrs. Clinton told CNN, This is what we call a wicked problem. There are consequences, both foreseen and unintended, of staying and leaving, she said. Uh, she said to Varid Sakaria, uh, our government has a focus on two huge consequences, notably the resumption of activities activities by extremist groups and subsequent outpouring of refugees from Afghanistan. Okay, mm -hmm. so I guess she's worried that the Taliban's going to take back over the country? Um, yeah. Okay, why, where did the Taliban come from oh. and why are they there and why do they exist in the first place? Yeah, it's not like you created them more. Right, exactly. So, uh, what is her point? I guess, like, I don't know. I think the sooner we leave, the sooner they'll they'll stop being mad that we're taking over their country. Right? That's what I think. Mm. Hey, look. Uh, let's say you were on a plane, okay? Okay. And uh, you uh, knew that you were. A little along, but you, you took the risk because, hey, gosh, it's darn long you're going to uh, go into labor uh, because pregnant uh, ladies aren't really allowed to fly in their last trimester. Uh, something I learned this week. <laughs> I, I never knew uh, that, but, yeah. Uh, sorry? I never knew that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, would you be very happy if you all of a sudden had to give birth? I think it would probably be a little weird to have a baby on a plane. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. if you're in a sitcom in the '90s, it it would definitely happen. <laughs> but uh, look, is this a sitcom in the '90s? Apparently, because a woman who went into labor prematurely on a plane was fortunate enough to have chosen a flight with some highly qualified passengers. Uh, she mm -hmm. was traveling from so Salt Lake to Hawaii uh, on April 28th when the family on holiday, when she went into labor at about 29 weeks, when a request from a doctor went out, some expert passengers responded. About halfway through the flight, there was an emergency call, and, that, and I've never experienced this before, and usually they're pretty clear asking if there's a doctor on board. Uh, Dale Glenn, Highway Pacific Health Family Medicine doctor, uh, was on board. There were also three neonatal intensive care unit nurses nurses from North Kansas City Hospital on board. <laughs> so there were like five Lucky doctors, lady. <laughs> yeah. four of which were uh, not only doctors, uh, but they were specifically neonatal intensive care unit nurses. It's like they knew yeah. exactly what to do. That's so yeah. lucky. Talk about luck. I, I guess they were blessed because, guess what? Salt Lake is the home of the Mormons. So I'm sure it was Mormons on their way to have a vacation. Um, maybe. Uh, who knows? Or either that or they were... They could have been going... Uh, because there were three of them, I'm thinking maybe it had to do with a work trip, but who knows, who knows yeah. what they were doing. Uh, I, I'm just thinking, like, how awkward it would it be to be another person on this flight? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, it's, a be it's you're beautiful. Trying, you're trying to relax, and, uh, and, and in the background you hear, 
Push! Push! <laughs> like, exactly, like, I, I know childbirth is, be- it's a beautiful thing or whatever, uh, but yeah. it's also kind of gross and loud, and you're stuck in a big, t- like, you can't kind of, like, go to the other room to, like, get a, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yep. Uh, you're stuck on a plane over an ocean. That would just be so, uh, I mean, I'm sure pe- people, like, I'm sure there's some people who are like, okay, I can't deal with this, and maybe whatever. They, I would faint. So right, that's... exactly. It says no special yeah. equipment was on board, so they used shoelaces to cut the umbilical cord and a smartwatch to measure the baby's heart rate. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe yep. this, this baby could grow up and Lucky end up lady. being in the CIA, fro. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Someday, this baby could uh, join the CIA. And according to this video, uh, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I really want to become a member of the CIA. Apparently, this, the CIA has a YouTube cha- channel, Fro. And people found it, and they found out that for a few months now, the CIA has been you promoting... A rec- they have some recruitment videos called Humans of the CIA. They're multiple ones. We're going to watch the most recent one, Fro. Uh, these are, this is a recruitment video for the CIA on the CIA's YouTube channel. So go ahead and give me a countdown, Fro, and we'll talk about it after. Okay, I saw the transgender one. That was funny. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go. In three, two, one, go. I wanted to be a librarian the first time I set foot in a library. Okay. I was always a little different, even at that age, and libraries offered a safe, quiet space. I wanted where to I be a librarian when I was Tens of thousands of escapes into worlds of fantasy, mystery, and intrigue. I don't think anybody After wanted... Finishing college, actually, did you actually want to be a librarian? A school librarian. Yes! I was able to bring that dream full circle. It seems like and match my students a job that no books. kid would aspire to be, now, but okay. I get to experience but, uh, that same I love books. in a very different way here at CIA. <laughs> I guess so, but I love be, my job do you I like no uh, what type of alphabetizing things? Coming through the door next. Yes. It might oh, be as okay. simple well. as an HR officer needing to clarify a law, so, or as complex. In my mind, I'm like needing uh, to help uh, identify something they saw. In little kids story. are like, I want to be a cowboy, or, or I want to be a firefighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I want to be a librarian. Hmm. Okay. As an agency librarian. I work to ensure that our collection and services are matched Agency up with librarian? He's a CIA librarian. Positions of journals, yeah, books, what kind of and countless electronic that? resources. How to kill I'm people also very quietly. curate special collections that challenge expectation. How to get Recently, away with murder. Oh, wait, intelligence gaming TV collection show. To give officers you hear this? opportunities to practice skills they yeah. need in their various roles. Recently, I Instead put together a CIA gaming screen, collection. They can play a carefully selected game. <laughs> <laughs> to train a specific set of skills I hope they play blood what he just said is I, I my favorite thing he about created CIA games to train CIA agents on progress. specific skills growing up gay yeah, in a small town, the I was lucky to have a wonderful and accepting family I always struggled with the idea that I might not be able to Super discuss better. my personal life at work imagine my surprise when I was taking my oath at CIA and I noticed a rainbow on then director Brennan's lanyard which I later learned was designed by Angle, one of the many employees oh. at the agency. I remember being stunned. Since then, however, I've learned that far beyond the resource groups, inclusion is a core value here. Officers from the top down. Inclusion is a core value of the CIA. Person, whatever their gender, yeah. gender identity, race, disability, or sexual orientation can bring their entire self to work 
I, like I said, I've seen the other one with a transgender woman. Oh, there's mo there's more than two. They, they have many right. of these on there. I've gone through it. That, that was just the most recent one that they posted, right? Oh, they are awful. It's just like the the use of like the identity politics to try to recruit people into yeah. the CIA is so weird and like I don't know gro is gross the right word you know what I mean like if this yeah, one, let's, for instance right. if this was an army recruitment video or this was a navy recruitment video that was using identity mm -hmm. politics to be like hey come join the army and murder people in in a brown country uh, and and it's inclusive all inclusive like all genders uh we don't care if you're gay or straight you can come kill brown people for us no matter what like would that be offensive <laughs> but the cia yeah. can do it and it's not offensive right all right now here's tron with tron tells the truth this pandemic has not been what i thought it would be I just thought if I had a lot of time for myself, a lot of time in an office, I can do a lot of creative shit done. But I haven't. Well, I have a, some degree. I made more podcasts than ever. But sometimes my mind slip away. Sometimes I cannot do it. No, I tried to do some study. It didn't work out. I had some routines, not many. But I have a favorite place I used to go and drink coffee and a couple of beers now and then. The people know me, I know them. It's like a ritual I have. Every first day before I go to theater practice, I used to have me and a friend of mine used to eat and talk shit and drink coffee, sometimes a couple of beers. I love those routines. I don't have many close friends. So there are some routines I do have. I'm flexible. I can work straight for many hours and many days in a row but I need some routines in my life and so do many I thought if I didn't have a privilege to work all day or do all this shit maybe I would get more shit done but I haven't happened that hasn't happened at all so what did this come down to I had talked about mental problems before I talked about like when you have mental problems and so on. Some people just think like you are a sick person and they try to stay away from you. And so it is. We have seen that on Facebook. Don't admit to anything. Don't be too personal because people put like in the comment fields, but they don't visit you, don't call you, and you're not inviting to the next party. During this pandemic, things have been different, a lot different. People I know who wouldn't admit it have admitted they have problems. With more and more of this going on, less creativity. The creativity I see from people sometimes is in a strange sort. I have problems doing this. I've done I know, over a couple of hundred times tell the truth, but a few times for the last year I have have the power. Luke calls me and wonder what I do. And if I have the segment finished, I haven't even started to think about it. I had plenty of time. I have time. I sit here in my office with my computer, with my books, my sketches, and so on. I write and do things, but at least effective, because I need some of that routine. 
I miss people, not money. I need the flexibility to go out, maybe be a little bit tired sometimes, have problems getting things done, because that's when I get shit done. I don't need many routines, I don't like people who have to fill up their time with a lot of things all the time, because there are a lot of people who do that. They have to watch 20 TV shows and consume so much shit that they don't even stop to just bore themselves. Because boredom is also important. But due to the pandemic, it's been too much of it. Too much of everything is not always good. And that's how I feel these days. As a lot of other people feel. I'm looking forward to this shit is over. I'm looking forward to just go out. No social distancing. And even I, who don't like to get hugged, miss a hug now and then. This was Tron, where Tron tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Uh, thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Uh, it's very nice to hear some thoughts from the home office. Uh, working from home can be cool, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of working from home, we're working from home on this podcast, and at home right now, I have a soda to drink. Oh, you have a soda there in your my home place office where you are. Yeah, yes, your home office. Uh, Luke has a huge, huge man mansion, by the way. Yeah, my, in, this is my downstairs office instead of my yes, upstairs office. Downstairs office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the six. One of the six office. offices that I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, and then I have the office in my guest house as well. Um, the oh we... yeah, yeah, don't forget about that. <laughs> guest house. Uh, uh, Dr. Pepper is releasing has released zero sugar Dr. Pepper from, so I'm gonna try this out. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they have a yeah. cherry and a cream soda version, but I got the regular just because that's what I saw saw available. Um. Cream soda seems very, very fitting with Dr. Pepper. I feel like they had, like, a cream, a Dr. Pepper, of a, it was Dr. Pepper vanilla they had for a while. Oh, that's, is, yeah, but that wasn't good. No. A, a cherry Dr. Pepper I like, and I'm, I'm a big oh, Dr. Sure Pepper fan. Like Amazing. Oh, yeah, same here. I drink Dr. Pepper all the time, mostly diet Dr. Pepper, and this is the zero sugar. Yeah. Di- diet Dr. Pepper has always been good. Like, comparatively, if you were to go... Like, Pepsi to Diet Pepsi, those two things mm-hmm. are, like, they don't taste the same. But if you go, like, Pepsi oh. to Pepsi Max, which oh, yeah. is, like, v- basically the zero v- sugar version of that brand. Uh, right. Right. But Dr. Pepper to regular Dr. Pepper is already pretty good, comparatively. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see if the di- or the zero sugar is better than the diet, I guess, is what we're going to compare to. Which is funny, because I just drank, drank a Diet Dr. Pepper... Right before I drink this, so give it a smell. Doesn't smell. Doesn't even smell like Dr Pepper. But m- maybe. Oh it's, no. Maybe it's my allergies. My, could be my allergies. <laughs> yeah, it could be your allergies from all the dust you have in your sixteen offices. <sighs> no, my allergies have been really bad this week. I think it's just a wet like flowers in bloom and the trees are blooming and things like that yeah and the cleaning of all all your offices right okay let's 
Um, what does it taste? Uh, tastes like Dr. Pepper. That's a good beginning. It's like a little oh. more watery than Diet Dr. Pepper. Like it's not as okay. sweet, maybe. Let me try it again. Okay. Not that sweet. Does that mean that it doesn't taste as artificial? Um, it tastes less like regular Dr. Pepper to me. Because okay. regular Dr. Pepper is pretty sweet, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it um, is, yeah. Yeah, I, honestly, I like diet better, but it's still pretty good. Did you buy I a lot it, of this, by the way? I bought a 12-pack. That's what they just had, because this came out, let's okay. see... When was this released? It says brand celebrates most anticipated soda with ABC Live or Jimmy Kimmel Live leading up to the Oscars. So they announced it Sunday, April twenty fifth. So it came out like last week, sometime. Right. Well, two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago, sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe they just don't have uh. 20 ounce bottles in my area or whatever, but this was just what I found. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's not terrible. I'll give it like a six. How's the carbonation? It's uh, not. Oh, the carbonation is fine. It's not offensive. It's just not as sweet as Dr. Pepper or diet Dr. Pepper, which I guess hmm. it makes sense because it is called zero sugar, but yeah, I guess so. They, they still could kept the taste, I guess. I'm guessing... I mean, Pepsi I, Max, guessing, which I guess in America, yeah. Pepsi Max is called Pepsi Zero Sugar. It used to be called Pepsi mm-hmm. Max in America. They changed it. I don't know why. It's still called Pepsi Max there, right. isn't it? Yes. Right. It doesn't make any sense why they changed it in America. But um, Pepsi Zero Sugar is just as sweet as regular Pepsi. Yeah. So I don't know why, but... Uh, I'm going to guess they use another type of sweetener. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no. I'm looking at it. It's got aspartame. This is the same thing oh. Pepsi Max has in it. So, which? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's refreshing. It's fine. It's not offensive. Like I said, six. Uh, I'd probably buy. Okay. It. I, in the future, I'd probably buy Diet Dr Pepper again, though. Cool. Okay, let's talk about Jupiter's Legacy Episode One review. Look, I'm so looking forward to talk about this. Yeah, I can't wait. It's was so good that the show we watched yes. this week when it came out this because, week. Yes, because we totally watched it this week. Oh wait, it comes out on Friday. They fucking tricked us. Either that or we tricked ourselves <laughs> somehow. But we had written it down like a month ago. We had planned on watching yes. this, and we had said, "Oh, it's yeah. coming." And I had written it down on the run sheet, and we had both yep. like decided together, "Hey, this is the show we're gonna watch." And like somehow. Yep. Then it comes to the week we it was supposed to come out, and it doesn't come out for another yep. week. So, I guess my guess is it just got bumped for whatever reason. Yeah. Who knows why? Uh, no, clue. but that's Absolutely. I mean it's not unusual in this day and age uh, since last year for things to get bumped randomly. But uh, that doesn't mean that we didn't see anything together because holy fuck, we saw an amazing TV show together. Uh, I can't yeah. which wait. One to talk about this amazing TV show that we saw. Which one are you talking about? Pet Stars? I am talking about Pet Stars because it has one of the most funny gimmicks that we will talk about. Let's not spoil it yet. 
of but pet stars. Yeah, what pet is stars. pet stars about? Uh, right. It's it's two ladies who are mm-hmm. what did they call themselves? Um, talent. Uh. Pet talent manager managers, right? Is that? Mm-hmm. They're like, their job is to be management for like Instagram famous pets, like Grumpy Cat. Yes. But they don't specifically yes. handle Grumpy Cat, right? There were a because few Grumpy Cat is dead. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yes. There were a few animals. <laughs> I. It would be well. Actually, you could still manage his uh, estate. I wonder if Grumpy Cat has an estate. (laughs) Would it? That would be hilarious if Grumpy Cat Grumpy Cat actually has an estate. That would be funny. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but right, they they there's a talent management couple. I guess they're a company, right? And they they deal with influence animal influencers, right? Uh, The first episode they dealt with ugly pets. Um, mm-hmm. and it and each episode they deal with different kinds of pets. I guess like the next one was all about like this, uh, what party thing like party, anim- party, party animals, yeah. right? And then the next one I didn't watch, but I watched two episodes because no, I was like, okay, might as well. Yes, I don't know. What do you think about this? So there is this running gag through the whole thing that. Luke didn't pick up on that iPhone. was very, very funny. So one of the ladies has a dog. And the dog can talk to us through text. Well, that's so like we a, that's see... an Instagram thing. Like, that text thing. Right. You, you know that, right? Like, they, there's videos that specifically, it's just like a dog doing something funny, and then the person will put text over that's like, Okay, but that, that, food, that please, human, and it's it, like yeah. the most. It, it's a very Facebook, Instagram thing. Like it, it, it it's right. already an online thing, right? Okay, continue. So, <laughs> so this dog answers their owner, and uh, Luke goes like, "There's nothing wrong with this," and I tell Luke, "Yes, yes I did. Um, I hated that. I hate those Instagram <laughs> things. What are you talking about? I said well, there's nothing hate, wrong with it. You hated it, but you didn't understand why why it was so fucking wrong before because before I put it out. Guess what? They told us from the beginning that this dog is deaf." And can't fucking hear their owner, and their owner has to use sign language to talk to the dog. So it can't hear what the owner talks to the dog to about, and the dog is responding to the owner like it can hear them. And it's so fucking stupid. Yes, that's dumb, but you gotta remember that it's a talking dog to begin with, and that's stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I understand, but they, if they are going to. Choose a talking dog. I have no problem with a talking dog in the I first do. place. But yeah, that, that would like that's make it a deaf talk. I have a bigger problem with the Comic Sans uh, cutie voice. Uh, like they write it all like uh, in like the cutie voice, where it's like please, but it's P L Z human, right. and it'll be H U M. O O O N, you know what I mean, like that kind of thing, where it's like this very cutie speak, and it's all written in Comic Sans. That I had a bigger problem with that than the dog being able to hear them when it's a dog, and of course, it, even if it wasn't deaf, it couldn't hear them and respond because it's a dog. 
<laughs> but I, I think that's maybe the worst thing. But yeah, uh, this is very boomer uh, show. Um, it felt extremely boomer, boomer humor. Uh, yeah, if you have like an older Gen X sibling who loves being on Facebook and Instagram and spends a lot of time <laughs> on there looking at cat yeah. videos, they'll they might love this show, and you could they recommend love this show, right? Yeah, yeah. I, on the other side, eat this atrociously as much as I give it the fucking one look. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just... Yeah. I gave it a one as well. <laughs> Alright, what else did you see? Uh, I watched Bad Batch. Uh, Star Wars Bad Batch. Okay. Uh, uh this is a animated Disney show. Uh, with uh, this, uh, with uh, in Star Star Wars world. Okay. Uh, it's. Uh, have you ever seen the Clone Wars? No, no, but I know the animation style and stuff. Right. So it's that kind of animation style. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of that animation uh, style, to be honest. But me neither. Oh. Uh, so. I watched this and it's I think it's seventy minutes long. It was very long this first episode, so I'm I'm going to guess that it's really two episodes put into one. I really, really have no interest in watching this. Uh, yeah, I found out this week that my my uh, I'm done with Star Wars. I I just am done. Uh, everybody was talking about how amazing this was. Oh, really? uh, I didn't even hear anything about it. Okay. And I, well, I guess people that like Star Wars really liked it. But uh, yeah, no, I I'm done with it. It's just bad and animated bad show. It's not even like interesting at all. It's just like brothers from the Clone Wars coming to each other. They have very weird skills and that makes them very effective soldiers, and they... Is it for uh, kids, or is it for, like, no, an adult cartoon? It's an adult it's, cartoon. It's between uh, more youth. It's yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I mean, yeah. that's what Clone Wars was, too. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were just going for that demographic, and you're no longer in that demographic, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't like Clone Wars either, so I don't know what I was expecting. But yeah, no, I'm done. Uh, I give it a t- t- three, and I feel nice. Okay, we saw another show. We saw Let's Be Real on Fo- Fox. This was on Fox, and this yes. is a puppet com- a comedy puppet show, but it, it, mm-hmm. it actually mixed puppets and humans. It wasn't all puppets, right? Um, I compared this to kind of tune in the news, which I think was what a uh, Hulu show. What was tune yeah. in the? I think no, no Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, okay. Um, yes, I think so. It was one of the new streaming services. I like, or one of the streaming services. I just don't remember which one. Um, yeah, this it had a puppet ver- like it's a puppet comedy sketch show about politics, specifically kind of like presidential politics because it got Trump and it's got a lot of like uh, people who are involved in in 
the recent presidential election and things like that. Uh, but then it also, there was probably the best sketch was the COVID vaccine sketch, right? Where they have a bunch of Fox celebrities who they obviously got them because they were already on Fox sitcoms or whatever. Uh, but they're all doing like a PSA that's like, Hey, go get everybody, go get vaccinated. And they're all doing the PSA, and then all of a sudden it cuts to a, a puppet of O.J. Simpson. And he's like, hey, everybody, get your shots! And everybody's like, hey, was that O.J.? Why is O.J. in this PSA? That was <laughs> that was probably the funniest sketch. Uh, some of the other ones were a little bit... Mm, what's a good word for it? Republican comedy? Like, right-wing comedy, right? Because it is on very Fox. Right-wing. Yeah, some, some was very right-wing. I didn't especially. Love, I think their weakest sketch was the Mandalorian sketch, and that, and it kept going, which was annoying because that yes. was the le- it was the least funny, and they did it multiple times. Um, yeah, they apparently thought it was hilarious. It was yeah. kind of right wing, but then they also made fun of Trump in the one sketch, so it also made fun mm-hmm. of Trump. So it kind of covered all bases, but I would say it was leaning a little more right wing. Overall, I gave this a... I'm going to give it a 6. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, 5.5. Yeah. Somewhere in there, yeah. I, I'm going to watch more. It's entertaining enough, and it's only like 25 minutes long, so it's like a breeze to watch. It's definitely a breeze to watch, yeah. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched uh, Mosquito Coast on Apple TV. Uh, why I have I heard, why nobody... I've heard that name? Sorry? I've heard the name. I just, I, I'm, I can't place it. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, I wonder why nobody subscribes to Apple uh, TV. Could that be because they still haven't given me a good show? Oh, it is because they have still not given me a good show? Well, let's go into this then. Okay. Uh, just in... <laughs> Justin Thoreau. Oh, uh, maybe the... sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, it's no, based, it, it, There was a movie called Mosquito Coast from 1986. Uh-huh. So it must be based off the movie, is my guess. I'm going to guess that as well. I've yeah. never seen the TV show. Uh, but yeah, Justin Thoreau is in this. Uh, maybe the most uh, famous actor in this. Uh, definitely the biggest actor. Uh, he's good. I mean, he's good in everything. Right. Uh, but uh, that doesn't really help if you don't have an interesting plot. So, what is this all about? Well, it follows uh, this uh, girl called Ali Fox uh, and her family, uh, and uh, they have to run from the U.S. government, uh, and uh, it's also about this very, like, radical and brutal... uh, Yeah, and she's, like, this radical idealist and very brilliant innovator. Um, the problem she is that she's played by this awful, awful... Uh, no, Ali Fox, sorry, sorry, is, is played by Justin Trudeau. But all the others in this are awful, awful actors. That's uh, maybe my biggest problem with That's it. That's a hindrance, for sure, yeah. Yes, and the plot is bad and the script is bad and i give this show a three and a half i've seen two episodes and i'm totally fucking out yeah that doesn't sound great uh and i'm a big fan of justin thoreau so that's too bad for him at least yeah 
Yeah. I mean, everybody's got hits and misses, so... Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of misses, uh, I saw something called Hometown Takeover from... This was on... I'm guessing Home and Garden Television. Yes, it was. It is Home and Garden uh, Television, because I also saw this. Uh, Usually, these kind of shows, um, I I wouldn't watch, right? Because it's just... No. uh, It's a makeover show where they, like, redo somebody's house. But unless it's... But can I... uh, Unless it's got, like, some kind of twist to it, then I'll be like, okay, maybe this could be interesting. And this one definitely has a twist. But go ahead and ask me whatever you want to ask me, and then I'll... Did you understand that they were a married couple? Well, these I know I've seen these in another show, so I've already, I already knew who these people oh, yeah. were. Can I just say that they are the worst married couple in the entire world? Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell from a TV show, but okay. They why? Why do you like think that? Them. Well, they don't seem to like each other. That's for fucking sure. Hmm. I did. I didn't get I that. Saw Zero chemistry between them. Uh, I think when, at least in the show, they come off more like business mm-hmm. partners than uh, married people because they all. You got to consider they are business partners and married, so you kind of have mm-hmm. to separate those two worlds. And probably what you're seeing is like the business partner um, side of them. And if you were to go hang out with them at their house or whatever, maybe you'd see the married side. That's my guess, but I could be wrong. I don't know oh. the people. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but yeah, the twist to this show, you would think, like most shows, they go to somebody's house and they'll fix up the house, right? This show, yep. they go to a town and fix up the entire town. <laughs> or do they? Well, that's what the concept is supposed to be, right? Sure, but do they? Well, they fix up as many buildings as they deem fit, it seems like, right? What, like... Well- that's, that's a very good sub- subscription of it, because seam fit is a very loose grip, yes. I think I the, like, the concept of the show is that they want to revitalize this town, so they're redoing buildings <laughs> specifically that will bring tourists in to the city, right? So <laughs> they're choosing these buildings, like the one historical landmark and the one business, so that they're renovated for... To try to revitalize the town, uh, if that makes sense. That's the concept of the show, right? Uh, does, did you get that? Sure, to, to a certain degree, yeah. Uh, so that was the... Uh, like, if it was just, uh, we're going to make over a house, I probably wouldn't have seen this. But when I read the description, mm. oh, they're going to redo an entire small town, I was like, okay. Mm. But then you get into it, and like Fro said, they really don't do the entire town. They do a few buildings. No. Um the one shop that they redid in this episode, the ladies' boutique or whatever, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, is this the most important building in the town? Because it's <laughs> yeah. literally yeah, a strip. It's a strip mall, right? Yes. And they yeah. don't even redo That's... the whole strip mall. They just do the one shop <laughs> in the strip mall, and it's kind of like, okay, this seems a little weird. Um, <laughs> the hosts are not that. I mean, they're fine for home and garden television people or whatever, but they're not, like, engaging, I guess is a good word for it. I mean, overall, what did you give it? And then I'll, I'll think about my score, I guess. I gave it a very, very, very low three. <laughs> a very low three, okay. Uh, yes. I'll give it a four. 
Okay. I mean, like, if if the whole thing was out and I had nothing to do but uh, to binge this, and there was only this show on television, it was the only thing on every streaming service was this show. I'd still, I'd watch it. You know, whatever. Uh, did you watch uh, the new episode of Cruel Summer? No, I haven't seen it yet. Don't. Don't. Uh, I did actually see a commercial for it for the first time on uh, YouTube on my phone the other day. Oh. Yeah, they actually are promoting it now on YouTube. Well, I'm four episodes and I'm out of... <laughs> okay, I'll have to watch it, I guess. I haven't seen it yet, so... Yeah. Okay, the last thing I saw was a show on Sky Go called Intergalactic. Look, this okay. I very much, very much recommend you. Okay, I'll write it down. Intergalactic. It is on Sky Go. <clears throat> so this is a fucking amazing t- television show I had absolutely no clue about. It has... T- <laughs> Hold your horses. A 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb, Luke. <laughs> three, okay. Yep. So, if you think you've seen a shitty, shitty science fiction show, uh, no. Retank this. Because this show follows Ash. A very young flight cadet uh, that is uh, falsely imprisoned before coming involved in this very ambitious prison breakout. And uh, they have to cross through this space. And uh, it's a disparate gang of very dynamic women. And this is the most man-heaty show you will ever watch in your entire life. It is bloody atrocious, and I give it a zero out of ten. Wow, you okay. have to see this. When you started this, it sounded like it was a good show, but now it sounds like it's a terrible show. Okay. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> Something I, I'm, I'm definitely not going to watch, Floyd Mayweather to fight Logan Paul uh, has been reslated. I'm going to see the re- Yeah, I'm going to see the recap of it the day after. It's been reslated for June 6th. Uh, the pair will face off June 6th at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. Okay, so... Yeah. We were just talking about this a minute ago. Um, mm. This is not Jake Paul, who actually has a few fights under his belt at this point. No, it's his brother. It's his brother, Logan, who only has, like, what, one against yeah. KSI, I think? Uh, KSI, yeah. Uh, and KSI won one of the matches. So, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. Oh, right, so that means Logan Logan Paul's record is 0-1. and one. I'm even reading it right here. Mayweather's yeah. record is 50-0. and zero. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not sure if this is Wonder a fair, win. fair fight, uh, but uh, I'm, Logan Paul is probably way bigger than he is, uh, oh, and this all is probably rigged in a fake fight to begin with. So, uh, hey, Joe Rogan, uh, he's a douchebag. Uh, even though he clarifies his vaccination comments, 
clarifies, right? Is what he's. But I don't even yeah. think this is really clarifying because we heard the original really. comments, and it wasn't exactly. Yes. It wasn't cryptic what he said, right? No, it uh, wasn't at all. Hugely popular podcast host Joe Rogan has backpedaled on his comments that we talked about at the end of the show last week. Uh, I'm not an anti-vax person, he said. I believe they are safe and encourage many people to take them. You said it was safe last week when we talked about He said it was safe. You also said that kids don't need to take it, right? So I don't think he really clarified anything. Yeah, no, I I agree. I All he did he... was repeat what he had already said originally. <laughs> I just... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, on Saturday, look, May 8th, uh, Eurovision starts for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that is uh, when the first rehearsal begins. Uh, people are going to be like you really watch uh, the tapes of the rehearsal? No, we're not allowed. But I watch uh, a lot of Eurovision channels that are there to uh, comment about what's on screen. So I watch a lot of like people uh, talking about the acts and things like that. It's, it's very interesting uh, for, for me that is a Eurovision uh, fanatic. How, so are, the, how me, are these other people seeing it? And you... If you can't see Okay, so, so uh, the press is allowed to see it on screen. Oh, okay. Um, but because of, uh, they wanted to keep it uh, a semi-surprise. I think you're I think you're allowed to show like five-second snippets or something like that, from, uh, but not from the first rehearsal. The first rehearsal is more like, uh, hey, what do you have for us? Uh, let's go through it the first time. Sure. Uh, I think it's the second rehearsal. Then you then you're allowed to take pictures and five second snippets. I think. Uh, if you're a very, very, if you're a journalist, right, right, okay. Uh, but uh, so uh, the Eurovision uh, uh, thing I watch on YouTube, they are going to sit there and comment. Like, for example, if Lithuania has their rehearsal between. 10 and 10.30, it's like, what have they done different from this rehearsal to the other rehearsal? What is on screen right, right. now? What colors are, are they using and things like that? So for, for people that is insane like me, <laughs> uh, it begins on Saturday. So I'm, I'm, now I'm getting very Eurovision mood because it's finally getting there. American football has this thing called preseason, and that that sounds like what this is is preseason. Yeah, Eurovision yeah. preseason. Yeah, yes, definitely. All right, emails, uh, email address, another digital citizen at gmail dot com. I don't see any emails. We got a Twitter at podcast adc and a Facebook page, another digital citizen on Facebook. If you want to get a hold of us for any reason, those are the ways to do that. Um, movie news. Uh, did you Ooh. see? I think this was about Broadway as well, Fro. They're opening on May 19th. Okay. Uh, New York cool. movie theaters, now at 33%, will lift ban on May 19th, but six-foot social distancing rules will still be in effect. So I guess, obviously, they're not going to be able to fill the theaters, but that at least they'll be open? Yeah, I don't see a... 
Yeah, I, I, I don't go to movies, people. <laughs> Uh, the governor was mo- most explicit about Broadway, which, however, uh, the deadline has reported will be staging productions, won't be staging productions until fall. Theaters... Owners- yeah, because... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking, how the fuck do you stage a pro- production of something where, with six feet apart rules? <laughs> like, That's a good point. Huh. Uh, on stage, yeah, like... <laughs> oh, I was just assuming it wasn't until fall because, like, they haven't practiced. But that makes that also makes sense. Like, how would you have a play? Hmm. Let alone social distance, Hamilton. That would be fun. Yeah, they're all like all the way across the stage from each other. <laughs> how I love you. Come into my arms, and they like hug, hug his they just have these really long sticks with hands on the end, and they just, like, reach across and, like, hug each other with really long ha- stick hands. How, how I love to look into your eyes. <laughs> I hate it when we're far away apart. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Whatever. Uh... <laughs> I find that very funny because it's like love scenes, for example, uh, with six feet apart. Oh gosh! I guess there's ways ways to do it. It would just be goofy, right? And just <laughs> silly. And yeah, uh, mo- movies. I saw a movie this week. Uh, where should I start? I'll start with Held. Uh, this is a horror movie. I think you'd probably like Fro. It's about. It's kind of about a couple who's, uh, they get held hostage by a smart house, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so it's kind of like a sci-fi thriller horror. Uh, okay. let's see, anybody in it you would know? There's not really any, anybody in it. Uh, I just think it's a movie Fro would like, cause I know you like kind of thriller horror movies. Uh, what did I give this? I gave it a... This seems very... Are you sure this is from from this year? Uh, it says release date April 9th. Okay. Of this year, yeah. At least in the U.S. Um, hmm. Why, are you looking at a different movie, possibly? No, no, I, I'm just... Uh, uh, the, the premise uh, seemed like... Sounds familiar. Like oh, well, I, yeah, I mean, the idea of, like, getting trapped in a smart house, I guess, has been done a couple times, right? Um, mm. I don't know. This one's pretty good. Let's see what it's what it's got on. Oh, it's little Jill Aubrey. I like her. Yeah, I I, I don't know her from anything. Uh, I don't really know the I, name, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got five point two on IMDb. It's got forty one percent. I gave it maybe an. I'll give it a seven point five. I thought it was pretty good. It was very entertaining. Uh. Mm. I thought the concept was... It's been done, but then the ending... It had a very interesting ending, I guess. Um, so I'd recommend it to you. Cool. I'm definitely going to watch this. Any movies you saw? Uh, yeah, I saw Mitchell's versus the Machines on... Uh, oh, yeah. Net- Netflix. Uh, this was very, very, very fun. Uh, I had very, very much fun about this. This is about a family in a robo uh, apocalypse 
Um, when they're going on a holiday, of course, uh, and they have to fight the machines uh, to save humankind. Uh, it has Danny McBride in it. Uh, Maya Rudolph is one of the voices. Uh, it's by by the same people that made the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, not, really? Not, no, no, not the uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What was the animated Spider-Man called? Uh, the into Into the Spider Verse. I think so. Yeah. But the animation style is very cool. I liked it. It's very very fu- funny. It's very very family. Uh, I saw it with my dad and his girlfriend. Uh, they also liked it, uh, and then I think also they made the Lego Movie. The people that made this, yeah, uh, I saw the trailer for it. It looks more like Lego Movie or maybe like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs kind of thing. Yeah, to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I give it a seven point five. Actually, I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, really? Okay. I'd recommend it for you. Yeah, I think you will like it. I, I. I had seen the thing and I was like, oh, that doesn't look amazing or anything, but now maybe I want to see it. Okay. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it, don't take it too serious. Like, well, obviously, a, yeah. Good film. Yeah, yeah. It's a silly kids movie, right? It's a fun romp, as they call it in the. Fun romp. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I saw Silk Road, which came out, what, in February, I think. Um, yeah, something like that. I remember we had it on our. our uh, Another digital review schedule. Uh, yeah, this it has Nick Robinson, uh, Jason Clark, Jimmy Simpson, Paul Wa- Walter Hauser. It's got a bunch of people you would know in it uh, if you saw saw them. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was a biopic. Um, I kind of compare this a little bit to what was the Zuckerberg movie that came out about Facebook. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's like House that, except about friends. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, say say that again. Yeah, uh, how to lose a thousand friends or something. What it was called. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, uh, whatever the Zuckerberg movie was. It's kind of like yeah. similar to that in the sense that like it's about a website, except this website is the Silk Road, which was a very much more illegal website than Facebook, right? Yes. Um, so in that way, I even think that maybe the story is more interesting, but the acting is not as good as that movie. But comparing mm. the two, I would say this one's not quite as good as that, but has maybe more of an interesting story, I guess is the best way for that I'd put it. Um, I'd give this maybe like a 6.5. It's not something I think anybody really needs to see, but I think the story is interesting, so maybe just check it out for that. Cool. Uh, then both you and me saw a horror movie, and it was a horror movie in so many different ways. I guess, I guess so, yeah. Yes, it was hor- horrific. Uh, it's called Things See- Heard and Seen with Amanda Se- Seyfried that I have to say makes an awesome role. There, I've said something good about this movie. Yeah, it's got what Natalia Dyer in it and James Norton as well. They're yeah. they're pretty good. Um, yeah, good acting in this terrible movie. It's got F. Murray Abraham. Uh, it's got a bunch of people in it that you would be like, oh, I've seen them in things. Like every actor yeah. in this was like, oh, I've seen that person in something. I can't remember what. And so the whole movie, mm-hmm. me and Fro were like looking up every time a new actor showed up because you're like, I've seen that person. I just don't remember what they were in. It's like every actor in this film. 
Um, so I, I, I will, I, I will tell you this. See this movie and turn it off ten minutes before it ends, and you will have a okay movie. I think you if could. You see the, where do you think you could cut it off? Like without spoiling the ending, can you? Say where, because I think the end, the part where she's going up the stairs, and then they end up in the bedroom. If you stop the movie right there, yep, it would you could you could call it acceptable, but not maybe a very scary horror movie because you know what I I mean. I I would turn it off there and give it four or five out of five. Sure, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Maybe we'll give it a a four point five if it was there. Yeah. But if you didn't turn it off, like normal people wouldn't do, <laughs> you get one of the worst endings in movie history. I mean, it's up there. It's one of the most nonsensical, least <laughs> clear, most kind of uninspired, maybe, ending, where it's like... The person had an idea. They really thought yes. they were doing something with this ending. They really thought they had created some like meaningful thing. And it you watch it and you go, "What? <laughs> what happened just has, now?" This is a guy that has studied Martin Scorsese and went, "Holy shit. I have this amazing idea for an ending. I know a sp- uh, how I'm going to <laughs> visualize it and he thinks like oh my god I am the best fucking genius in the world and he thinks he's like so fucking clever because he's been in film school for 10 years and I've studied all other movies and like oh I'm really really going to show them and when this movie comes out nobody fucking understands it I what I've read is it is, I guess, like based on some a book that's by a different name. Uh, sure. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe something in the book, like the ending, so in some way, this ending was inspired by the book, right? But even then, the book must have explained this better than the movie did because the ending made zero sense. You're literally left going, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> Why? What is? Why is the thing on fire? Like they at the very end, they zoom in on the on the um, the name of a boat, and I was like, we better pay yes. attention to that, Fro, because that must be important. Why would they just zoom in randomly on the name of a boat for no reason? Uh, I guess because they wanted to. That's the answer. Uh, I love this awful, awful. I gave awful, it a. Awful. I, I gotta give it a 2.5 because the acting, oh. some of the actors were still good. I give it a 2. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could go down below a 2. Uh, yeah, no, be... I, it's a 2 because uh, guess what? The acting in, in this is very, very good. It's just too bad. The script made zero fucking sense. I don't know how they got uh. these actors to sign on to this script. Unless they like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Because the actors had to have read the ending to have signed on to the script, and they must have also Maybe. gone, uh, what? Uh, what? What? And then the director must have explained the ending to them, 
And maybe that's what should have happened in this movie. At the end of the credits, the director should have come out <laughs> and explained what the fuck just happened. So, so what you watched in the last <laughs> exactly <is> this. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. Oh, that makes me so giggle. Yeah, awful, awful movie. Go and watch it if you want to. Uh, I don't recommend it for anybody. No, though. do not watch uh, it. It's got, what, 30-something <laughs> percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I think so. Sorry? I think it's got 30-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, it doesn't deserve much more, that's fucking sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see the audio trailer for the movie The Resort. Birthday trip to Hawaii. Come on, birthday girl. We actually have another surprise for you. We found someone willing to take us to the island. How else are you going to finish your book? It was supposed to be a surprise. Surprise! Jesus Christ. Can they act more on that show? That's what I... Yeah, the acting's already really bad. And I've never seen Holy a single shit. one of these people. Me neither. Beautiful helmet, though. That purple color really... Oh, I thought you were going to say beautiful island. It is kind of a beautiful island. Yeah. Looks like Jurassic Park. It does, actually. What happened here again? Dozens of unexplained disappearances. Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the time, so running wild. So much for Hawaii's scariest resort. No ghosts. All stories. Hey, what a shock, Luke. I said it was going to be a horror movie. We should probably go home. Actually, that curly hair, not the long hair, this guy with the uh, curly hair and the Hawaiian shirt, he kind of looks familiar, but it, he might just be generic. This is, looks very generic, that's for fucking sure. Holy moly, this looks bad. It looks like about 20 movies I've seen before. Yep. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, this is... B, almost C-level horror. Oh my god, this looks awful. Holy moly. Okay. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, look? I, I, I like the poster, actually. Did you see that picture for the poster? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah the picture, the poster looks amazing. The poster is the best thing probably about this whole movie. Um, <laughs> yep. The resort, four friends head to Hawaii to investigate reports of a haunting at an abandoned resort in hopes of finding an infamous half-faced girl. When they arrive, they soon learn you should be careful what you wish for. Uh, 3.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this actually does have a better score than things uh, heard or seen. Uh, by a I couple points. I don't believe that for a second, but that's totally okay. Uh, yeah, that... Well, this, they've been out about the same amount of time, too. Okay. Uh, let's see, who's in this? It's got Brock Hunt, oh, Brock O'Hearn and Michelle Randolph. Okay. Sure. I went to uh, MarkReviewsMovies.com. Mark Reviews Movies. Okay, our favorite, Mark. Yep. Yep. Uh, he says, One imagines the small cast and crew of the resort had a good time while filming this 
flimsy excuse for a movie. <laughs> it's basically uh, recorded on the Hawaiian vacation. Look on one side by absence of repetitive exposition, and on the other side by a honk, honky rushed four-way into horror. He gave it half a star. Oh, okay. And, yeah. that, and that was from Mark himself, or did other people put <laughs> reviews on... No, Mark. Just Mark himself. Okay. MarkReviewsMovies.com Okay. Uh, let's see, I went to the IMDb. Uh, uh, McGowan442299930 says, uh, 1 out of 10, worst film... Oh, him. Worst film I've ever watched. Uh, I cannot recommend that anybody, anyone to watch this film. Um, but D Mastro gave it a 10 out of 10 saying acting was strong and the story kept, uh, the viewer engaged. That doesn't sound like it was created by a robot. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> but I found kind of one at least as much in the middle as I could find from ant 36 saying three out of 10. What a shame. What started out as a promising movie quickly went south and ended up as complete rubbish, turning out that the only decent part of the movie was Michelle Randolph in a bikini. The scenery was beautiful, and the <laughs> acting and the effects... Uh, oh, the scenery was beautiful, but the acting and, and, and effects were subpar uh, for the year of 2020. Watch this one on a lazy day when you just don't even care what you're watching at the time. Okay. Okay. Also coming up, uh, Separation. A lonely little girl finds solace in her artist's father and the ghost of her dead mother. Directed by William Brent Bell. It has Robert Fine, Violet Violet McGrath, and Madeleine Brewer in it. Uh, It has a 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb. A five point out of five on Movie Insider, but a fucking atrocious Rotten Tomatoes of eight percent. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Okay, that is that is impressive. Another one that came out: Limbo. A rookie policeman, Will Wren, and his partner, a veteran cop, Cham Lau, are pursuing an obsessive and especially brutal murderer of women. Uh, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Let's see, this have a Rotten Tomatoes. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. 3.5 out of... F- or 3.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Um, this is a Chinese movie, it looks like. Okay. Also coming out was Four Good Days. Uh, emerging from a detox clinic, a young addict must stay clean while living with her mother for the next four days. I would rather use heroin. Um, that's saying something about my mom. Uh, directed by Rodrigo Garcia. I don't see who's in this. Starring Mila Kunis, Glenn Close, and Ste- Stefan Root. Thank you. So a bunch of uh, five actually point... pretty big actors. Oh, yeah, definitely. 5.8 on, out of 10 on IMDb, 5 out of 5 from Movie Insider, and a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, which movie would you rather see, Luke? 
Uh, let me go back and see what separation was about. Uh, that looks depressing as fuck, doesn't it? Um, mm -hmm. Four Days looks like it probably has the best acting in it, right? But it looks yeah. also depressing. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I guess re The Resort, even though it looks terrible. Yep. I think exactly the same. Wow, that's weird. I was not expecting that one to be the one we picked. That's oh. okay. Whatever. <laughs> not a good week for movies, everybody. Hey, uh, do you know what happens if you go to audibletrial.com slash digital sits and look? What? Audibletrial.com forward slash digital citizen? What do you, what, what happens there? You get the free audible book. It's almost like we never talk about this. Uh, <laughs> And if you, if you cancel it, you get to keep the book. You go to oddballtrial.com slash notedigitalism. Do it. Next week, I promise you, we will see Jupiter Legacy. I swear to Allah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it comes yeah. out. I would assume it's coming out on Friday. Everything says it's coming out on Friday, so... But everything said it would come out last Friday as well, so... Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we will cover the news. Uh, we will have another digital review of mainstream. I'm going to guess that is a Republican uh, propaganda movie about mainstream media. Oh, okay. Um, mm -hmm. Mainstream. Hmm. Sounds like mainstream media, doesn't it? Yeah. It does, but I'm thinking it might be like a party movie about drugs. Cool. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Round. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Uh, guess what? Uh, happy belated for uh, Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah, May 4th. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, May the 4th be with you. Because that is still very, very funny. <laughs> it's still and hilarious. Also, yes, and also happy birthday, uh, Trisha. Oh, right. Yeah, what was that? Yeah. Well, a few days ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They had a huge party on Frenemies. I didn't see any of it because I just listened to it, but uh, it was interesting. It was, I thought it was a good episode. Maybe one of my favorite episodes so far. Sure, I'm not a huge fan of trivia, but I just don't really like trivia. And it's not—it's right. not anything to do with them. It that has to do with me and not being a, like I don't like trivia game shows all that much yeah. even so. It, it it was very funny how much irritated uh, he got by getting Adam Sandler questions and, I, and how yeah yeah I thought um, they kind of reveal it was revealing to hear like that they didn't do English questions because it was because uh, <laughs> it was embarrassing that they didn't know any anything about English language <laughs> I thought that was funny and we I think it was when they dressed up as something else. The mask. You were like, I really don't like this, and you were like, uh, Why are they? I think you your your problem with it was that they just it didn't make sense. There was no reason for right. it. You know what I mean? And uh, it was definitely revealed in this episode that it, Trisha is behind it, and <laughs> Ethan's like, I I'm doing this because of you. I'm dressing up like this for you. <laughs> you know what he, I mean? He's going along with it, right? Yeah, he's very much. But I think this is my favorite costume by him. So far, going as uh, Beetlejuice, he looked exactly like Beetlejuice. It was almost scary. Oh, her makeup people are 
pretty amazing. They must just be, you know, actual Hollywood uh, makeup people that, that are doing his makeup for these kind of things, because it's, it's definitely professionally done, for sure. Definitely. Uh, okay, uh, that out of the way. Have you seen anything interesting on YouTube or anything? Do we want to talk about the Carl from Mr. Beast situation? The Carl yeah. getting canceled? Yeah. Uh, I'm sad. It's, it's kind of like wedge. Do you know anything about Ice Poseidon? No. Okay, like, before Twitch was big, uh, Ice Poseidon was like the biggest Twitch streamer. He got kicked off. Okay. He he wasn't a video game streamer. He was an IRL. He would go around like the city of Los Angeles and just interact with people. He was like the first really big IRL streamer. Um, but his community of the people who followed him were incredibly toxic, racist, just terrible. Mm. Like uh, would swat people, you know, all the time if they saw like an address that through one of his streams or something. Um, they were just, like, the worst community on the internet for a really long time. Um, and at some point, Carl from the Mr. Beast channel saw Ice Poseidon, like, at the mall and just took a picture with him because he was a fan of Twitch. And it was the biggest Twitch streamer at the time. And so year, a few years later, then people dig up this picture of Carl with Ice Poseidon, who is known as being this horrible, basically racist, enabling person... And through that, that's what how Carl got canceled from a picture from years ago with a guy who is, I would say, Ice Poseidon is not a good person, probably. But um, mm. should somebody get canceled for just having taken a picture with somebody who's not a good person years ago? You know what I mean? Here's the thing: I would take a picture with Alex Jones now. Right, and it would, and you would get canceled so. for taking a picture with him. Right, and I would totally do it because it's Alex Jones. Because it'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, because it would be actually very funny. So my answer is definitely no. Uh, it and shouldn't be cancelled. I think it also is that it's Carl. It's kind of like this guy is yeah. like the most, I don't know, what's a good word? Wholesome. For? Wholesome or just like... Uh, yeah. non-threatening, like not, not. it doesn't seem like he would hurt a fly kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think he you deserves know, it. I, I, I felt very bad for him. I mean, it was just like, it came out of nowhere. It seemed like a big hoopla for absolutely nothing. Yeah, Ice Poseidon is not great. But, I mean, he's been basically kicked off of every website and on the internet, so he doesn't. He basically okay, so, exists as much as Alex Jones does now, as well. Right. So let's say I took a picture of a random dude, like, and he gets, uh, like, goes and kills thirty persons. Am I responsible of what he did, like, years ago? No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. If, let's say, you posted it on Twitter and you put in, like, the caption, you said, Oh, man, I really love this guy. He's my favorite. And he could never do anything wrong because he's a perfect being. <laughs> Maybe then, you know what I'm saying? But if you just post just a, a random picture, I don't see it as, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, fe I feel like people, you know, whatever it is, cancel culture, whatever, people definitely are reaching sometimes just because they want to see somebody 
go down, whoever it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And, and in this case, it seems totally unjustified and kind of just... It's like the Twitter mob just globbed onto it because it was somebody um, who's, I wouldn't say famous, but he's well-known, you know what I mean? Uh, I found a girl that does scam calls uh, called R... I... (laughs) Sorry, I (laughs) I can't speak. I-R-L Rosie. I-R-L Rosie. Uh, She's most famous on TikTok, but I found her on YouTube. Uh, through those like mini cups, very very funny girl that does a lot of scam calls. That was fun. Okay, cool. Uh, I posted a, a YouTube video in the chat. Okay, um, I just want to say that Jack Septicai is corpse husband. It's a uh, it's a uh, confirmed. It's confirmed. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think that's true, but okay. Did he not see this video of his? I saw the thumbnail for it. I didn't watch the video, but uh, doesn't Corpse have, like, some kind of weird bone disease? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, also I have to say that Swell Entertainment about the pillow cube, that is one of the most fascinating seven minutes, 17 minutes you will ever get uh, about the pillow. Yeah, it was good. I I think uh, Drew Gooden also did a video on the Pillow Cube. That was a good. It was a good video. He he did it like he did the Pillow Cube, but he also did some other weird products. And she just focused specifically on that, which it looks like the most uncomfortable pillow ever. It looks awful. Right. It awful. looks like a tortured yeah. pillow or something. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I uh, saw this. Let's see this video. I saw this Toyota commercial on TV the other night. While I, actually, while I was watching the uh, hometown takeover, is where I saw this commercial. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, kind of just watching, and then the commercial came on, and I was like, that is the most dystopian future type commercial I've ever seen, and Fro needs to see this. So uh, it's only thirty seconds long uh, by Ty- Toyota. Give me a countdown, Fro. Okay, and three. Two, one, go. There's a girl. Pretty girl. There's a robot with a guy on it. He's got a broken leg. Uh, hey, Maya. Hey, Mike. I was thinking, if you want to go to the school dance with me. Yeah, totally. Experience Aww. the moment from anywhere. Toyota. Start your impossible. I thought that was super cute. <laughs> okay, but what about him being on a giant robot? <laughs> but yeah, he was in the hospital with a broken leg. He can go. I knew lots of kids that went to school with broken legs, bro. <laughs> you have to remember people are snowflakes and... <laughs> <laughs> I just I just think it's like uh, this weird Toyota commercial where like okay it's very cute they're asking asking each other out and everything but then there's this other kind of background thing where it's like why is why does this robot exist oh it's so that kids can go to school when they can't go to school is that what it's for what is the robot actually for i guess is my point <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, why are the why is Toyota actually designing this? It's clearly not the purpose of this robot is to ask girls out to the dance, but that seems to be what, how they're advertising right. it. 
Okay. Uh, I think I'm done. Uh, I don't have anything else. Okay. Uh, from uh, the United States of Norway, I'm Fro. From the Norway of the States, I'm Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.